Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. If you're enjoying these videos, guys, please hit like. That's the best way to support this channel. And, and hit subscribe if you're new. And we'll jump into these round four team lists, starting with the Seagulls and the Panthers. And not too much to, to report on on the Eagles side of things. Very much the same team. Gusevsky's still playing. Croker's still in there. What I'll say with Croker at the moment he's, is he is someone that's going to start... Uh, not losing cash, but but making that break even, and and we'll see from from putting in his uh in his name here into into footy statistics that his break even's up around eighteen now. So he might make a tiny bit more money, thinking around ten to fifteen more thousand dollars. But he's someone that you could trade down to a Sam Walker, for example. I've had a bunch of questions on this, and that's something that you could easily do and pick up that one hundred thirty three k. Uh, which will will show the Walker's been named for the Roosters as we as we head through this video. But in terms of that, I've had a few questions on Chaboyevich, and I'd say he's definitely a hold. He's someone that people are going to you know bring in as a, a consistent fifty scorer throughout the rest of the season. Dylan Walker looks like he's going to get another week, so I'd be holding him for one more, even though it is against the Panthers. Maybe if you try not to play him this week and just try and uh, catch a little bit of his price rises before Tommy Chop comes back, it looks like it's probably going to be next week. Jason Saab, someone that I'd be trading out at this stage. Uh, same with Gusevsky. He is starting. He is starting, but I wouldn't be having him in my side. In terms of the rate, uh, the Panthers side of things, we have Stephen Crichton is moving to the number one position. I think this is only going to be a good sign for him. He's been averaged sort of sort of in that low thirties at the moment. There's people looking to trade him out. So if he's getting that spot for the foreseeable future until Dylan Edwards cut back, I think he's going to be a pretty solid selection there. Charlie Staines did score a try last week, and against the Seagulls side, I'd probably be playing him this week if you've still got him. Paul Morowski should do pretty well this week as well, and Matt Burton's moved into the centres, which is really interesting. He is a he is a player that is fairly well expensive already at 487, and I don't think he'll score as well as he does at halfback or 5'8", but he's someone that... If you decided to pick him up last week, you're going to get another little stretch of gameplay. And it's pretty cool that they've they've put him in the side. And it's now good to see Nathan Cleary back as well. 
had a bunch of people mention Brian Toto and they were wanting to, to trade him out to Teddy or Latrell or, you know, um, Pappy or who else we got, Roger, all these kind of guys. And, and Toto is going to be a keeper in the back there. Um, same with someone like Nofaluma. Going to be up and down with those scores, just in those base stats. But Toto is really strong in that in that uh, area there. Moses Leota, I think, is definitely a sell at this stage. He hasn't been able to get the minutes that we would have hoped for. And unfortunately, that's not good enough. And we're not, we're not getting the price rises out of him. So he's someone you can downgrade or upgrade as soon as possible. Mitch Kenny, Mitch Kenny's obviously named again. And he's going to be doing pretty well, averaging between that 45 to 50 mark over the next sort of period until Appy comes back. We haven't heard anything new on Appy's front, but Kenny is making some cash. I wouldn't be bringing him in, bring him in now. But if you did earlier, then well done to you. Kirk Cagwell's done really well. I haven't had any questions so far this week on on him as if he's a trade-out or not, but uh, doing really well, and, and hopefully he can score a try or something for those guys that own him uh, at this stage. And and we looked to the bench there, and Spencer Lenu had a little bit of a shoulder complaint at the uh, back end of last game, and he's still been named in the interchange, and same with Liam Martin, who had the, had a head knock. So they do have guys like Sorensen, uh, Billy Burns, etc., on the on the bench, that, on the reserves that might be able to come in if those guys are injured. So just be just be aware of, of Spencer, for example. He's he's the first game of the round, so you can uh, you can check that out just to make sure if you play him or not. But that's all on that game there. We're going to slide down to the Dogs and the Rabbitohs, and Corey Allen is out of the sides. Oh, sorry, Corey Allen is moved to the wing, I should say. Uh, if he wasn't a sell already, then he is uh, definitely now. So Kotrick had a lower score this week. People are thinking about trading him already. Now, he brought him in as a keeper. He's going to be a keeper, all right? Yes, they do have a tough game against the South this week, but he's someone I'd be keeping and, and you know, even looking to bring in this week with uh, with the the big news of the week being Avarillo being dropped from the sixth position. There was a little bit of talk about it over the weekend after their game. They need to change a few things, and Avarillo might have been one of the guys that would give way, and unfortunately, Lockie Lewis comes in for him. And Yes, you could probably sell him if you want to, but he's also really cheap. And, and if you've got other issues in your side, I'd be tending to that first before Avarillo. But yeah, that's something uh, something to think about there. Lockie Lewis comes in. What does that do for Flanagan? I think that means he's going to lose a few of his, a few more of his kick meters. So if you have Flanagan, I'd be a slightly worried. As we know what Lock, Lockie Lewis tends to do, he's very much at that stat machine that, that Flanagan is in this side. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes when they're sharing that position. Hetherington, if you haven't traded him out already, is a sell. Adam Elliott, I think, is definitely a buy. A lot of people are going, you know, sort of Tino up to him. You're probably getting about an extra 10 or so points on average, I'd say, with Elliott. And I think this is probably going to be the lowest you'll get him at this stage of the season in terms of his price. So I think it's around 670, if I'm right. 677. So, yeah, I think this is probably the lowest you'll get him. I think he, he's going to end up being a 50, somewhere between like a 52 to 58 point scorer. Bit of a strange range, I know, but he's currently averaging 64. And I, I see somewhere in the mid-50s for him. And, and, you know, being a middle and an edge is really cool. And, and he probably gets 40 to 50K more in price rises. So now's a good time to pick him up. Uh, it be interesting to see how he scores against a good team in the Rabbitohs. He might not go as well this week, but I think he uh, is a good option anyway. Jackson is out for one week. So if you've got Jackson, don't trade him. Renufa Atoni comes in and fills that position. So he might score a little bit better this week, but, you know, they finally have... Uh, have moved Ogden back to the bench. I believe Napa started in a, in a late-minute switch. But, yeah, not much to talk about with the uh, the Bulldog side of things. Unfortunately, uh, Dietz didn't get a didn't get a chance there, so, so Katoa's in there. And if you're thinking about Dietz, then, then you can move on from that. 
on the uh, on the Rabbitohs side, you got a bunch of good scorers in the in the backs there. And something interesting to think about is Campbell Graham, and he had a, a fairly slow start to the season last year, and he's done that again. He's lost a bit of money, and he's someone that's going to be interesting to think about. You know, over the next bunch of weeks, if he keeps getting down, he's getting closer into the four hundreds. And if he can get down that low, I th- he's going to be a keeper at some point of the year, uh, especially through the back end. Um, yeah, when he picks up some tries and stuff, which he hasn't had much yet, go down the right hand side, which a lot of it's been down Gagai and, and Johnson's side. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Cody Walker's definitely a hold. Could have go absolutely nuts against the Manly guys this week. Same with Reynolds, for example. Cookie, I could see scoring tries. Colin Matangi, I think you. With him, you're going to get that sort of 40 to 45 score on an average. You know, you might get the odd attacking stat here and there, which picks him up a 50-odd, but I don't think he's an option at that around that 400k mark, I believe, is where he's at. Colo, yeah, 414. So not a not an incredible option there. Uh, and the rest of the team's very much the same. So moving along to our next one, and the Storm of the Broncos. And it's good to see we'll welcome back Pappenhausen. I'm a little bit worried this week on how the Broncos' backs are going to go, especially Tessie, so... You know, makes it interesting with Avrilo out. Tessie's up against the Storm, so he's up against Olam there, and, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes up against him there. Sarko had an amazing week, and I wouldn't be expecting a, a very similar score at all. And same with Farmworth. I'm thinking back to around that 25 to 30 mark. <clears throat> in terms of your, of your Storm, Eisenhuth has been named again in that exact same spot, but again, he's not fantasy relevant. People thinking about Christian Welch, I think he is a hold this week. There's a chance that I trade him out just because I don't think he's a keeper and I can I've got a fair bit of extra cash. So if I can I'm thinking of going up to like a Toe Harris, for example. If you can do something like that, then I think that's great because we know Tohu's definitely a 60, 62 point scorer. Whereas some people are going him to him or Tino to Elliot, and I'm not sure. I think Elliot's a mid fifties and, and Welch could be close to a fifty point average. So I don't know if that's a big you know improvement where I know with Tohu I'm getting that sort of 12, 15, 16 extra points out of him. Um, so that's something to think about there. In terms of their bench, nothing really changes. Smoothies on the bench there. On the Broncos side, we welcome back Matt Lodge. So anyone who held him, awesome work for you. If you were thinking about Payne Haas, then he is also an option. But just remember that Walter said that he was going to get some limited minutes over the next, you know, over this over this season. Very like when I said limited, I just he's going to limit his minutes a little bit away from the eighty minutes that he got last year. So there's a bunch of games there he got that. So I'd be suggesting to wait a little bit for him. A lot of people are really changing up their team just to just to be able to bring Payne Haas in. Yes, because he went amazing last year and he was our standard captain. But I'd be waiting just a little bit before getting him into your side. Jordan Rickey's doing really well. So I heard someone said they're going to trade Jordan Rickey. He's got a lot of money to make. And, and if he's going to get a you know, an average score of, of 46 without any attacking stats, then his upside is, is very high. Just have a look at Carrigan with his minutes this year. He had one game of 80, but that was only because they had bulk injuries there. So the other games, he's played around that 60 minutes, and you can expect similar amounts for Payne Haas. On the interchange bench, Asiata's back with Tom Dearden in, in the 18 jersey, but don't be surprised if they if they switch there. Tavita Pangai moves to the 16 jersey, so I don't know if that affects his uh, affects his output too much, and he goes back to that sort of 40-odd minutes, but something to think about there. Moving to the Sharks, and you see Katoa, Siena Katoa is out. Hirodi comes back in, but that's not not too important. In terms of the rest of the team, Teague Wilton, or Teague Wilton, not sure exactly how to say it, comes in for Nakora, who's out for two weeks. So something that I don't think is too important at this point shouldn't score too well and if he does it's only for only for two weeks so nothing crazy there on the Cowboys side of things Valentine Holmes plays fullback again which is good Connolly Lamilu 
comes into the centers and Hamiso moves to the wing. So that's a really annoying one for Hamiso. And if you have him, he's probably a trade out at this point. I don't see, he hasn't scored too well already. And in a team that's really struggling, I don't see him having much upside. So if you, if you're needing a, if you're wanting to upgrade a center or, or you've got him in your wing fullback, then I think he's probably a uh, worth a, a trade out and, and, up, and probably an upgrade. I'd say if you can upgrade, please do. Uh, Drinkwater plays in the sixth position and Hampton comes in at seven with Clifford being dropped completely. So a lot of changes in this side. Mitch Dunn is also out. He was carrying an injury during the game last week and, and Ben Condon comes in. And, and with guys like Tom Gilbert getting close to a return, Dunn coming back in, I, I wouldn't think Condon is a a, uh, a buy-in target at all. So I'd probably be saying pretty clear of the, the Cowboys side with these Masters being dropped as well. So there's a few, guys, few things happening there. And that's all I've got to say on my poor Cowboys. They suck so bad. <laughs> Titans and Raiders. AJ Brimson, try and hold him if you can. All right, I've, I'll be speaking about it a little bit further in, a, in my next video tomorrow on that one. But he's someone that I definitely think is a hold at this stage. He, you know, he got some decent points on the weekend, which is good. He's just seeing those tackle breaks, which he's not getting currently. Uh, Tanner Boyd to 60 again. Jamal Fergie, I think, is a really cool option. Would have been nice to pick up his 61 last week like I did, but... Someone I think is going to score well across the year, for example. Uh, Mitch Rain's doing a decent job for anyone who picked him up. Getting that sort of 50-odd minutes for 50-odd points. Tino is named in the number 10 jersey again. I think they did really well having Peachy at 13. I think he was uh, a very important player for them. And I think you know Peachy's a pretty solid option in your centers, especially. If you're looking to upgrade, he could be a really cool option to average sort of somewhere in the mid-40s at that. But he, he obviously is fairly pricey at the moment in the high 500s. So... That's definitely an option. Tino, you can hold him. He still hasn't had the attacking stats. Will it come? I'm not sure. They're using, yeah, what we've spoken about a few times now is that Cameron Smith has just been just the maestro that he is, was very good at getting him in really strong positions to crash over the line and stuff. And they haven't got that with Mitch Rain, for example, or they haven't been putting him in in those positions that they're getting Fafita in. Obviously, Fafita's huge and, and crazy, but... Um, yeah, I don't think Tino's going to have that upside that we, we were hoping, and, and he could be an upgrade target as well, if you can if you can think about moving him on. A lot of people are going somewhere, you know, dropping someone down to a walker and upgrading Tino, which is which is a decent option. I'm completely happy with that if you, if you would like to do that. On the Raiders side, Hudson Young is named again and should play this week. It was probably a little bit precautionary for him not to play, and probably a good thing they lost three other players. They could have lost four in the end, but... They completely named the same side, and, and obviously a few of them will have to go through concussion protocols to get back, but they should be okay uh, coming back there. And yeah, moving on to our next one, and that's going to be the Knights and the Dragons, and just a couple of games left, guys, and, and not too much changes in the Knights. I still think Ponga is a couple of weeks away, so Tex is still a really good option if you're playing him currently. Braley's been killing it. Barnett's been named, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him if he's you know if he's carrying a little bit of an injury. Let's see if he's named. But the big news is Blake Green moves into the number 17 role and he comes back into the side. So will he end up playing six? Might not be this week. I think he, yeah, they had Brody Jones and I don't even think he played on the weekend. So at least having Green there to cover for injury will be really cool this weekend. And uh, just be wary of that. If you're someone who owns Kurt Mann, for example, I think he could uh, he could be ousted at some point for Blake Green, especially if they, they don't go as well like they did on the weekend. Uh, but it'll be a pretty decent game, this one, in terms of it should be fairly close against the Dragons. Without Ben Hunt, who's who's going to be out for four to six weeks there. Clune comes back. Braden Willie Army comes in for Jack Bird, who's out for the one week. You know, in you know, an interesting tale there. Did everyone see see him step on 
Sully's leg, like just stamp on him. That was a bit of a brain snap. Anyway, McCulloch, amazing option. If you're struggling for hookers, if you've only got Braley, for example, and you don't have, you know, Little or you've sold him and, and you haven't got Turpin and stuff like that, then McCulloch's an awesome option, a really safe option for the whole year. If you've got him, please don't sell him. That'll be very silly. The uh, rest of that, Terrell staying at 13. The rest of the squad stays the same, except for Jackson Ford, who comes in to the side on the bench. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if they actually go with that four forward bench. I'm not sure if they will, but if they do, then that could be interesting for some of the minutes of these guys. So I'd be watching that over the next uh, you know, over the next few days and, and see what happens an hour, you know, obviously 24 hours before kickoff when they drop off a couple of reserves and then an hour before as well, just to make sure that you know, these guys are going, to, are going to be able to get some decent minutes. And if there's a four-person four bench, then you wouldn't expect anything over 35 minutes for Alvaro and Merrin, Pharmacilli, similar thing, around that 20-odd minutes. So something to keep an eye on uh, at, with with the Dragons there and, and you know, Alvaro's, Alvaro's minutes and if you're going to play him or not, if you have to. Um, obviously, you've got a few guys back with with Pap and, and Clear, for example, so you might not have to play Alvaro. Uh, we'll move to the last game of the round. It's going to be the Roosters, and this is where the big news comes in. And... They've just brought in Hutchison and Sam Walker. So obviously Sam Walker's going to be a pretty decent option. Hutchison and Walker will probably share the duties, but you can expect with Walker being such a dominant force in the reserves, is he going to come out and, and score amazingly? There's a chance he does, but there's also a chance that it takes him a few weeks to, to pick up and uh, and learn you know, first grade and, and get get good in, in a first grade team. So it obviously very much helps them being in a rooster side rather than being in dog side, for example. So... I wouldn't expect the world from him. He could come out and, and play him. He could get a 60 or 70. He could come out and get a 20 or 30. So just be aware of that, that if you're playing Sam Walker or picking him up this week, then that is a chance of happening. On the other side of the field, you've got Sean O'Sullivan, who is also a decent option, but about 130K more expensive. So something to think about with him. I, I'm expecting to average somewhere between 35 and 45, which would be would be decent and would, and would help him gain sort of 100 to 150K and get some good scores at that same time. You know, just think of him, that last game, they were up against a Raiders side who were were fairly undermanned, uh, in, especially in that second half, and he ran the ball nicely and got a bunch of tackle breaks. So don't expect that every week. Same with Roger. Big reason he got a lot of those points was just because the Raiders were so tight and they were making a big comeback, the Warriors, and he was sort of making a couple of runs a set, getting an offload out, offload out as quick as possible and, uh, and doing well from there. So something to think about. Marcelo Montoya comes in for Peter Hiku and he's not going to be a decent option. You then have Cody Nicarima, who's a fairly fairly cheaply priced right now, and, and he's someone that's going to score pretty well in this side. Coffee, Cody, five ninety five. So he's someone that you'd be able to bring in. But what I'm thinking about at this stage is we have so many def- decent half options. So most people are sitting with Cleary. You've got Schuster now. If you're thinking about Sam Walker and stuff as well, how many halves do you want? O'Sullivan, Nicarima. There's a lot there, and. And for him, he's going to make a fair bit of more cash. Even if he scores closer to 45, 50 over the next few weeks, he'll get up pretty close to 700K, but he might drop down. And, and the question is, is, is he going to be a keeper? Is he going to average 55 or is he going to average 50 or below? So that's something you've got to think about if you want to bring in Cody. But other than that, very much a similar team for the Warriors. What they did with Harris on the weekend, they started him on the edge again, and then he moved to the the lock position about 20 minutes in and, and, and Bailey Sirenen came on the field. So Jazz started at 13, Sirenen came off the bench. Uh, and Victor Adley starts for the Roosters. I wouldn't be thinking about picking him up at this stage, but I'd give him a week or so, see how he looks, and then you can make your decision on then him. But he's going to, he's, will probably be someone at a, at a cheaper price that's going to be a decent option as well. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.